0: Welcome back to the Carp Angler Chronicles podcast. This podcast is going to be me and Pete rambling on. Bit about bait, bit about what we're up to with our fishing. We're rapidly coming towards the tail end of summer and autumn, um, so I think there's probably some mileage in uh, chatting about how our strategies are going to change. So that's what we'll be covering, Uh, basically a bit of a catch-up episode. Posh Pete, how you doing, my man? Yeah, good mate, thank you. Finally recognising that I'm posh, I appreciate that. Yes, mate. <laughs> Bit of backlash online about your uh your stiff upper lip, so I just thought I'd address it.
1: Wow. Well, yeah. I don't think stiff I mean, I've I've been described as Jack Whitehall, I can see it. Isn't it in Willenhall the vo- in the voice. Isn't it Jack mm. Willenhall? Or is it Whitehall? No, Whitehall. It's Whitehall. Uh, I, I, I kinda do sound like him, but I wouldn't say that he had a stiff upper lip. <laughs> Far from it. But, um. <clears throat> there
0: we go. Well, anyway, how's life with you on the posh end of things? Uh, posh Pete's good, thanks, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: pretty good. Um, to be honest, mate, I've been flat out at work and I've not done a great deal of fishing, but um, there's not a lot of, I've not been thinking about it, if that makes any sense. So, mm. yeah, I think we can have a, a little bait talk and put something together
0: for certain. And how about you? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I am good. I tell you what I'm going to do, though, before we we jump into that stuff. Um, last episode, I said that I would just give everyone a shout-out that, that bothered to leave us a review. Um, so I will stick to my word and whip through these guys. Uh, do I read out everything they've wrote? Probably not. I'll probably just... Um,
1: Pick out the highlights, mate.
0: Highlights. Gijad um, Adams six nine two two uh really like the content around bait and uh, especially the sean harrison podcast with the moon phases that was a good one um as well as that B G H F three four five has said great podcast just two guys sitting there love of carp and knowledge of bait with some little nuggets thanks very much we've got a recommendation on the rum again which i had the other day by the way uh, this is by Sean Designer. He said, you boys need to get on old and spiced rum, lamb spice or red leg. or with Pepsi Max Cherry. See, I didn't have it with the Pepsi Max Cherry. Um, I just had straight up red leg rum. Um, didn't like it, to be honest. Not, not that much of a fan. Thanks anyway, though. Um, we've got John Dubu. Who said it's a bloody good listen, pour yourself a drink, sit back and absorb. Thanks ever so much, John. If that is your name. Uh Lily Lolly, one, two, three, four, five said, great podcast with amazing content. Thank you very much. RJR Bates. Uh, one of the best fishing podcasts out there. Keep it up. Like to know more on essential oils. We'll cover that at some point. Um we've got Willow 830 who said great podcast listen to you and other podcasts it's nice to just listen to a couple of lads chew the fat over a bit of carp fishing. If there's one criticism oh hello hello Willow um if there's one criticism you tend to lead us down a certain path and then say it's a big secret. I don't think anything's a big secret. Uh and you can't go there. I've been cart fishing for over 30 years and rolled my own stuff for nearly as long brackets I'm a bait buff that said you're the only podcast that gets into the bait scene and I love it keep up the good work lads and I really appreciate your podcast thank you very much for the review um appreciate it yeah I mean the the, to be fair yeah there's definitely been a few things that we've started speaking about and then we've been like oh actually we'll keep that under our hat but hopefully we've addressed that in recent episodes and we've been a little bit more forthcoming so, yeah, thanks. Appreciate the feedback. Um, Mafia Mark, probably don't want to mess with this. Geezer, uh, says, just started listening. Great show. Just need to give a few secrets away. Yeah, agreed. Agreed, Mark. We will be. Don't worry. Uh, in fact, we might even do a little, like, uh, recipe of the podcast. Give out a few recipes just to help you guys out are formulating mix. And you can either use it to the T or you can use it as a, as a base to to explore yourself. Um, we've got web and goo really enjoy listening to your podcast i like the rawness i really like peter's approach with not everything needs to be carpy or expensive it's refreshing but i also like the way sam scoffs at it keep them coming see that Thank makes you. me <laughs> boy <laughs> that's uh it's not very posh pete um see this <coughs> makes me laugh i appreciate the uh the, the the review by the way buddy uh web and goo do appreciate that that makes me laugh because pete is like like with his brollies, you'll you'll buy like a state of the art. Um, what are they called? Those pop up brolies. They tempests. And then you got the new MHR, and I'm just like, mate, just get a real broly. Um, that makes me laugh. Anyway, thanks, thanks for that. Do appreciate it. Um, I I kind of know what you mean. Pete is he's a he's a pretty basic man, really, uh, on all levels. Fletch 1971 really pleased to find this podcast as it covers so many topics I'm interested in thanks ever so much Fletch much appreciated my man um, we've got hey my name is Jim we've, have we spoken about this guy before I think we have I
1: think I think some of these have been covered in the pod mate. yeah I, I remember Jim
0: yeah I think we we know who he is don't we um, mm. he's given us one star he said surely this is a piss take um, <laughs> Thanks, mate. Um much better this month from E seventeen cup. Stay Nana. This one was much better, guys. Nice one. Enjoy hearing about the kit you use and the bait chat. Did you get the stainana? Yeah, S- I got it. Oh, e- I got it. E seventeen cup, I, yeah. Yeah. Leroy Carper, nice little tips and tricks given up. Uh, given, Hurry up and get some more material out. Thank you, uh, Andy. Great listen, like the bait talks, contrast, different appearances. Nice that they here. Thank you very much. And Splashy Carper, one of the very best out there. Please keep them coming. Thank you so much to everyone who has bothered to take the time to leave us a review. Please keep them coming. It really, really, really helps us to see that this is actually worth doing because believe it or not, actually takes a hell of a lot of time to edit these, and then it is not cheap to actually host these online. Obviously, we don't make any money from this at all. Um, so it's really nice just to, to get this feedback just to help keep us going. So if you can leave us a review, please do that. Right, on to the tipple of the episode. What have you got, Pete? Well, posh Pete, mate. Mm.
1: I've um, decided to go for a pink grapefruit and... Elderflower gin liqueur. Ooh, mm-hmm. living living up to your name. Oh no, yeah. It's um to be honest with you, impromptu pod, wasn't it? And I've not I've not really had a drink for a long time now, mate. And it was the only booze I've got in the house that I can drink on its own,
0: so mm, fair enough. Um I'm only drinking on Tuesdays now, <laughs> believe it or not. Um yeah. It's just a little rule I've got, but it is Tuesday, so I am having a drink. Um, I've got Suffolk Bitter, which is brewed by Adnams Brewery of Suffolk. Um, And then after that, I've actually got, not very good for the waistline, but I have got some Irish cream. Irish cream liqueur, Baileys, basically, but it's a cheap Baileys from Mm M&S. So that's what I've got. It's getting a bit wintry, isn't it? I thought, you know, an Irish cream. Quite
1: nice. Yeah, it's not getting wintry. Not yet, mate. Not yet. But I've got to say that evenings are really drawing in. So it is five past nine now and it is pitch black outside down here in Cornwall. Mm. And it's, yeah, I'm saddened about it. I guess we missed a big chunk of the year, didn't we? Um, And like summer and spring has flown by. So yeah, it's certainly starting to feel a little bit
0: autumnal. It's it's getting wintry, mate. Perhaps. (laughs) Perhaps. <laughs> Winter's coming. mm It's seventeen degrees today, mate. It's savagely windy as well. It is. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Wet. Big storm. Big
1: low pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Have you yeah. visited your lake recently?
0: Baited up today.
1: Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Um you see, can you can you I mean you're fishing very sort of clear pits, aren't you? So are you seeing fish when you're baiting up and
0: Oh, not today, mate. The the surface chop is is uh is is quite quite savage. Um mm. so no, definitely didn't see any fish today. Um I just went and and trickled a bit of bait in. Um
1: yeah. It's, it's the first sort of big sort of low pressure for a long time, isn't it? The temperature's
0: uh, dropped. No. About 11 days ago we we had um uh, a big low pressure up here. Oh with, okay. With wind and rain. Yeah. I think it was 11 days ago, something like that
1: just feels right though doesn't it like the fish are gonna be sort of getting their heads down you just know it
0: yeah me i mean i'd probably go on to like one of the, the bigger pits mm. um if i if i was if i was fishing tonight i think that's i was very nearly gonna go fishing at one point um i think i'd have headed out there rather than like my new smaller one which the the new one's only i don't know acres. Um, yeah, I think I'd headed out to the big one, get on the end of it, on the end of the wind. I know they're not always there, but it's generally a, a good starting point. Um, so yeah, very very carpy weather indeed. Um, yourself, Pete, what's what have you been up to? Fill us in on on what's been going in your world of angling.
1: Um, well, <clears throat> I've struggled this year to be honest. Uh, so since lockdown. I've been fishing a club water and I've really struggled. I've sort of mentioned it here as, a, as an algae bloom, and but if I'm honest with myself, I mean it's not stopping sort of fish coming out. Fish are coming out. I've just not been doing a good job of angling, um, and I've just sort of it's been it's been tough, mate. I've, I've, I've lost a bit of interest if I'm honest in the lake, and I've taken a bit of a break. Uh, we met up, didn't we, for a weekend? Um, we did a little social. So that was, was that. a couple of weeks ago back in beginning of august middle Mm -hmm. of august and i've not fished since i tell a lie i did one night um because after we met up i went down and did one night um the night i returned um and actually you're right no we had a sort of a a low pressure coming in um it's a big thunderstorms and things as well Mm -hmm. um and i was pretty confident Mm -hmm. for a bite and nothing um and i've just sort of um yeah stayed away from it if I'm honest i just i've been flat out at work, not been thinking about it, and I found another another little lake well a lake I've known about for a long time and sort of not fished and I think I'm blanking on the water I'm fishing now um my goal was to sort of get a few of them more notable fish hopefully out of of the lake I'm fishing and then move on to this one but as I'm blanking on the water I'm fishing I figured I may as well move on to this other lake which is Rockard and blank there with a chance of perhaps something like a maybe like a Cornish unicorn mate (laughs) something very rare and hopefully a bit
0: special yeah I mean we we were having this chat about a week ago weren't we Um, I think you're doing the right thing I think the other water yeah it's got some it's got a bit of pedigree, a little bit of history, isn't it, as far as Cornish waters go, but I don't think there's that much in there anymore that's really noteworthy, um, certainly compared to uh, a different water, the other water that you're going to go on to. I, I think, you know, is, there's no contest. If I was in Cornwall, I would be fishing the other private water, put it that way, um, yeah. that you're going on to, without a shadow of a doubt. And to be honest with you, uh, not long ago about a month ago actually I was like really t- not really settled with where I was fishing up here and not really sure where to go and I was actually considering just campaigning that water which is a hell of a trek for me I'm I'm up here in the Cotswolds um, in the Worcestershire part of the Cotswolds so it's a big old trek down to Cornwall but I was even considering it mate just because there are some some you know very uh well it's, it's, you know it's bit of a, like you said, a unicorn water. <laughs> bit unheard of for Cornwall, isn't it? Mm, um, definitely. I'm excited for you. Obviously, I'm not going to do that now. Definitely not now. You're going to fish there. Um, and I've got a, a, a water that I'm, I'm getting into up here. But yeah, I think you're doing the right thing, mate. I'm, I'm excited for you. I really am. I reckon you'll do well. Um, it's, a, it's a place that, that I've done some time on. Um, and yeah, I'm quite excited for you, Pete. <laughs> I really am.
1: Yeah, I'm just straight away just more content there if that makes sense mm. um i'm happier the pressure's almost off a little bit because it is rock hard um i spoke to another lad he's on his i think he's done 11 nights um so he joined uh and he's done 11 nights and he was sort of um didn't have a touch as such so and i think i've spoke to a few others and it's sort of quite a few guys that are sort of into their sort of like mid 20 30 nights before they get a bite but the rewards are there aren't they um And it takes the pressure off because on the other lake, I should be catching. (laughs) And I think I'm going to go into this place with a real sort of, I'll just, number one, I'll be happy to be there. Uh, It's absolutely beautiful. The surroundings are lovely. And I just know it's actually, this is what I should be doing. And if I actually catch something here, it will mean the world to me. And I don't say that lightly. I actually really mean that. Um, So, yeah, I'm, I'm doing the right thing
0: yeah the only thing that i mean that would annoy me if i if i was fishing the water and i knew i should have been catching and i wasn't i don't think really mm. uh, i was just gonna say i don't, I don't think i could leave it <laughs> i don't want to sound like a douche but that would that would do my head in but if you can do it mate i think you should do it yeah
1: yeah yeah it's it's mate i'm i assure you i'll be going back there at some point because i've got unfinished business um but yeah it's got to a point I'm just I've struggling mate I put my hands up I'm struggling I've I've not cracked the code and um I've probably because I don't know I've just lost a little bit of interest in it I've lost a bit of love and I'm not fishing hard I'm not putting the bait in now um it's just lost my focus but I'll certainly head back there um in the future without a doubt so anyway so that's that's a little bit of me um What's what what's happening with you, Sam? What's your approach? Are you now the weather's sort of on the turn? Are you sort of I'm um, gonna approach things differently at the moment?
0: Yeah, I will be, mate. I mean, well, we say it's getting autumnal. I'm, it's kinda of tongue in cheek. It's uh it's late August, isn't it? <laughs> so we're not quite there yet. Um mm. But who who knows? Who knows with our with our crazy seasons? Um but yeah, I will be changing it up. Um I'm a bit late on the particles this year, I must say. Usually I'd have started you know a bit heavier with the particles before now um, but I've started that now but yeah it, when the water temperature starts to drop significantly um, I'll, I'll definitely use more boilies rather than particle um, give, give them a bit more feed than I have done generally obviously that, that time of year when it does start to drop a little bit they generally go on the feed and they start to feed a little bit harder um, definitely but I don't know, mate. I guess the main thing for me is actually starting to establish which bait I'll use for winter. I don't know if if I've spoken to you about that before, but um, I know it's very in vogue nowadays to use the same bait all year round. And for good reason. I understand why you do that, but I actually like using a different bait for winter. Um, So I'll definitely, definitely start introducing that now. Um, Is that something you do, mate? Yeah, I mean, I think, I know, like you're saying, it's in vogue,
1: isn't it, to use the same bait all year round? Mm. But then there's a there's a part of it, I understand it, and I understand the principle, but there's also a part of it where a lot of this stems from the guys who are sort of sponsored angler from said bait firm who are just pushing bait. Do you know what I mean? I think a lot of it sort of mm. stems from there. Um, yeah, I'll probably change things up, or I'll probably approach things differently, but... Um, I fish a lot of singles, a lot of homemade sort of pop-ups in the winter. Um, But my sort of approach for now, uh, certainly for September, October, going into November. um, So I've been fishing like a bird food based bait and I've not done very well on it. And I think going into those months, to be honest with you, I'm just going to introduce a fish meal. Mm -hmm. Um, Going on previous years, it's been super mild, hasn't it? Sort of like the autumns and going into winter. And I just want a good quality fish meal going
0: in um yeah yeah i'm with you fish fish mills for me Uh, i mean i am much more confident in them i really am that being said (laughs) my new bait that i'm going to be rolling is isn't a fish meal doesn't contain any fish meal um but that's more for for winter purposes and just as something a little bit different because the the water that i'm fishing now i know for a fact it is getting a lot of good quality fish meal going in. So I wanna, I just wanna really be very, very different. That's something I've tried to do for, as long as I can remember in my angling really, a very significant chunk of it at least, is is just be very, very different. Um, not not to a fault, you know. You, can, you know, I'm not saying start using pink line and, and like stupid things like that, or maybe, maybe that'll work well. But uh, yeah, generally I like to be a lot different, particularly with the bait side of things. Um, so yeah, I've gone to a bird food. What what um, what fish meal are you gonna be getting? Are you gonna start rolling your own fish meal, Pete? Or
1: no, but I'm just gonna stop you there and like do a little rewind, mate.
0: Mm.
1: So previous episodes, you have been no. I am not rolling my own bait. I do not have the time for it. Um, you've got a bait you're happy and you're confident with. What's what's
0: happened here, Sam? I know you've got the bug haven't you you've got the <laughs> bait bug <laughs> yeah people that don't people that don't have the bait bug won't have a bloody clue what we're on about but yeah I have made it, to be honest yeah uh, I've given in part of it is that I want to be you know very different and it is hard to do that by just buying a ready-made bait um, so that's a big part of it but yeah of course I mean it, it's like we've said before it's a different hobby isn't it? It, it you're formulating bait is like a separate hobby of course we're doing it to catch more carp but it's kind of it's its own entity it's its own it's its own thing isn't it mm-hmm. um but yeah mate, i'm 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 you know balls deep in in different papers and and you know going over old things and just remembering how much i forgot if that makes sense um, because I haven't had my finger on the pulse as much as I used to in recent years. But uh, yeah, it's great. I'm loving it. I'm really enjoying it. Um, I've got a mix in mind um, that's that's kind of similar to what I've used before. But a little bit updated and utilizing some more modern ingredients. Um, so yeah, I'm quite excited. But yes, you're absolutely right, mate. I'm giving in. And I'm uh, yeah, going to be rolling my own bait again.
1: So we're not talking fish meal are you doing like is it like bird food is it a carb based i know just before you sort of um stopped fishing went into a bit of hiatus you sort of formulated like a a carbohydrate mix or a blend that you were super confident in and you wouldn't let me on and now you've forgotten what it is so have you miraculously sort of remembered what it is or where you're going with this
0: no, just to clarify to everyone, when when we say roll in a bait, we mean a feed bait, not just hook baits. I mean, mm. I haven't stopped making hook baits. I've I've been making those, plenty of those, um, but we're talking about actual feed bait, um, actual bulk boilies. Um, to answer your question, no, I haven't remembered what that carb mix is. I got a fairly good idea. Um, no, it, it's that there, there's a significant portion of carbohydrate in it, um, and as a result, I'm. Um, so I'm going to be using enzymes in the bait, um, mm-hmm. which I've played around with before. I've played around with recently in hook baits, but in terms of a feed bait, producing it on I don't want to say a bigger scale because it makes it sound like I'm like you know churning it out by the ton, which I'm definitely not. But yeah, using enzymes on a slightly bigger scale, it, it's kind of, that's that's new to me. I've used them you know, on smaller stuff and pastes and things um so yeah yes there's a significant amount of carbohydrate in it um but it's also it, it's quite high protein um down the line of milk proteins um numerous different milk proteins are in it it's not a cheap mix <laughs> mm. milk proteins are just hideously expensive in this day and age aren't they particularly yep. to get the good ones um and there's quite a few bad ones out there so yeah more uh more more of a, a milk protein type bait um yeah yeah Yeah, exciting your your enzymes
1: so are you you, i don't want to go too into it because i know this is your sort of new thing and you're sort of experimenting etc but are you sort of um treating the bait after boiling with the enzymes presumably and the next question was how how do you control that do you do that sort of um do you try and keep that your temperatures at a certain rate and then how long do you sort of let the enzymes do their thing for before they sort of turn a bait to mush or do too much
0: yeah i'll be honest with you i'm not finalized on it yet i'm really not um so where i'm up to at the moment i've got i've got the bait um i'm happy with that everything looks phenomenal on paper i need to test it and refine it mm-hmm. when i'm 100 percent happy with that as in it's a bait that i would use with the utmost confidence right then what i'll start doing is perfecting how i'm going to apply the enzymes or enzyme to the bait Um, so first of all before i start messing around with the enzyme i don't want to be doing it if it's not going to make a radical difference for a start so i want to start off with a bait that is very good that i'm very confident in and then go down the route of treating with enzymes um to to kind of so to answer your question it's hard i mean some enzymes i uh yeah i think ultimately applying afterwards is the way to go with it um, for obvious reasons um, but you don't need to do that and I've been using enzyme um, in hook baits for a while and pastes are, are something that I use a lot um, and they kind of that's a, a jump around a lot of the issues that, that you'll you'll come across when trying to use enzymes in baits yeah um, when when you've been doing it with your
1: hook baits, have you sort of noticed like your your temperature of your room has played a part in the activity or have you not really sort of looked at it? Have you monitored temperatures? I'm literally quite interested. That's why I'm asking. It's not something I've done a great deal of.
0: No, but I've... I've no, I haven't. I've made them in uh, my little... Um carp cupboard <laughs> which is like it's a room is a it's a room downstairs so it's it's it doesn't get very warm in there at all so it's quite a quite a cool room to be honest with you um but uh i haven't done anything in in terms of actually monitoring the the temperature that, that i create them in no no i haven't
1: you should do just so you can relay back to me <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's, it's, i don't know why i'm just something i'm interested in uh, i think like temperatures will play like a big part in the um the 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 enzyme process so mm
0: yeah so i mean when i first started with them i was very worried about the temperature side of things um but i'm 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 less concerned with that now yeah fair enough yeah and i mean perhaps, you know perhaps when i do experiment a bit more and i get a bit clearer in what exactly how i'm going to do it um then maybe we can we can you know divulge a bit more. I know for a lot of people, creating an enzyme bait that actually works um is a bit of a holy grail for bait making. It's not easily done. I mean a lot of people have tried before and failed. Um and some people have obviously been successful and and, and made great baits. So it's yeah, it's um I'm not trying to be secret squirrel about it. I just need to iron out, you know, quite a few kinks and I still need to perfect the bait in the first place so it's a good standard obviously there's things in it that will obviously work alongside the enzymes you, you need that yeah. otherwise you know it's pointless yeah you, you don't want to just put any old enzyme on any old bait you know obviously it has to <laughs> yeah. serve a purpose
1: mm. um I, we won't go into i won't ask questions because you probably don't want to go into it so that's cool um okay yeah it's interesting interesting i have no idea oh that was what i was going to ask you how far have you got then with your um, you know, sort of like your manufacturing hardware, I guess we could call it. Have you have you bought yourself like a, a bigger bait gun now? Now you're not just doing hook baits. Have you sort of upscaled your equipment
0: yet? Or oh yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to be knocking out hook baits, like or feed baits by hand, <laughs> which is what I've been exactly what I've been doing with my hook baits. Um, mm-hmm. So yes, no, I'm not going to be doing that. I've actually gone down the route of. I mean, it's obviously we used to use a pneumatic gun. Um, which are great but for convenience uh, i might live to regret it but com- for convenience purposes i've actually gone down the route of ordering a electric calc gun um from the from what i've read for the few people that have used it um for extruding a, a extruding a sausage for bait rolling it's got some good reviews mate it really really does it's uh 80 90 quid off ebay mm-hmm. um I think the brand is Anesty or something like that, I might be wrong on that, I think so, something like that. Um, so yeah, I'm going to give it a go. It's supposed to have excellent battery life, it's supposed to be nice and powerful. Um, what more would you want, really? Um, you don't have this big old um, compressor that's sounding off all the time, um, which is which is nice. So yeah, I'll see how that goes. Um, so yeah, I've got that and, and obviously, you know, just, just some nice big rolling tables. I was looking at the uh the rolling tables Ooh. that have um you you can interchange the blades um yes, I'm yeah. sure you know that yeah, you can get them. Have you seen these little grub blades? I don't know if that's the technical name for them um but there's basically it's not you're not rolling around a bait, which I don't particularly like, and we'll talk about that in a minute um but they come out this little kind of uh oval. Ridged grub type
1: shape. Have you seen these baits? So, do you know what I've seen the hook baits, and mm. I've never thought about the manufacturing process at all, and I've not seen the 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 blades for the tables, but it sounds pretty interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I used to make, and I will be making. I I think I used to call them squabs, didn't I? So I'd basically I, extrude the the sausage out onto the table, press the top of the table down onto the sausage therefore cutting it and just smush it up just just a couple just an inch or so and then lift the table off and then you're left with this kind of parcel square type pillows we think we used to call them pillows pillows did we call them pillows did we Mm. yeah there we go yeah i like those they're a regular they're, they're not like normal round boilies again it's a bit different um from the norm so you're giving the carp something different to 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 come across um it's another link to link them to your bait that you're probably trying to establish um, and as well as that I think for ejection purposes I think they don't blow out in the mouth as easily and as evenly as a perfectly round ball would so I think as far as the hooking potential goes I think that you've got an advantage with those those shapes there um,
1: What yeah. what mill are you going to be rolling? 20 I see that's good so my concern for you with this electric gun is you're notorious for liking a stiff mix um, and I was I like. thinking the gun will struggle I was thinking an electric gun you might knack at a gearing or something where you don't have that problem with the pneumatic gun uh, with a stiff mix but if you're rolling 20 millers um, it'll probably give you a little bit of scope for it'll be operating at less pressure essentially won't it so you might be okay.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, as far as I'm aware, it it, it doesn't struggle with power at all. Um, mm. it, it's supposed to be absolutely fine. Um, That's to say, mate, we had a massive compressor, and we struggled
1: to extrude your mixes. You still wind me up. I think I like we mentioned it. this on the podcast, haven't yeah,
0: we? <laughs> I do like it. Obscenely stiff. <laughs> mm. um, so yes, that will be my little setup. Uh, nice and easy. Nice and simple um yeah mixing wise hmm, not sure um old kenwood is obviously well it's not obviously but i mean that that's that's what i used to use obviously me and you pete when we used to roll lots and lots we used the old drill plaster as whisk (laughs) which was pretty good wasn't it um but i think i'm just gonna yeah just 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 persevere with a normal mixer i have been looking and seeing if there's anything a little bit more industrial out there um, but I'm not going to be rolling tons. I'm really not. I mean, I don't know how much I'll need, but...
1: I mean, the, the Kenwoods, what can you do in that? Like a six-egg mix? Yeah, comfortably. Yeah. yeah. I just think you might quickly get tired of it, mate.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I've got two mixes, though. Um, so my girlfriend makes cakes like
1: spinning plates you
0: have them both on the same time like <laughs> <laughs> yeah my girlfriend makes cakes so she's got a mixer as well so i could always have two on the go mm. uh, i know what you mean I, I do know what you mean um i'm sure i'll i'll get tired of it but at the minute that's what i'm that that's what i'll start with certainly yeah um, i just think a plasterous
1: whisk mate it's one outlay it doesn't they don't cost the earth no Stick them in one of those gorilla tubs or whatever, and you're away, and then that'll just do you for everything.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, I get it. I do understand, mate. It was good, wasn't it? I I enjoyed. It was a it was a good little fine that we had. Mm-hmm. Did the job. Did did the job, mate. What about you? Are you you you're not tempted to to roll a bait?
1: Yeah, I constantly tempted. Um, I just need to move house, mate. That's what I need to do. I need a bigger house, a bigger property, um, which I've I've been working on, to be honest. <laughs> oh. Um, no, it won't be happening for a little while, but I've, um, it's a bit of a weird one. I'm going well away from cart fishing. This is Pete's relationship chats now. Um, but I, my wife, she's so keen on staying in the house, and I'm just so keen on sort of Moving out into a to a different house. I just want a mm. bit more man space. I need. I could build myself a nice big shed here, um, but I've got to then do a lot of work to get like the ground ready. I've got to knock other sheds down, which are, like fabricated concrete from when the council built them back in the 30s. Uh, it's a lot of work, um, and I'd sooner try and move house if I'm honest. Mm. Completely different story. But yeah, I haven't got the I haven't got the space at the moment, mate. Long story short. Mm yeah i would love to roll a bait um you sent me that paper the other day which made for some quite interesting reading about different yeast cultures and things mm-hmm. and it just gets the fire burning doesn't it and you just yeah like you said before the guys who have the bait addiction they get it um the guys who don't probably just think we're mad <laughs> they just want to buy a bait and go fishing
0: yeah 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 exactly i got i got one for you do you reckon you would have caught more fish if you'd just always bought a bait rather than tinkering with umpteen different mixes?
1: I think there's different elements to that. One, when I, I did at one stage, I did a lot more tinkering with mixes and actually fishing. <laughs> um, so there in that situation, yeah, probably. But I think a lot of the time a fire to go fishing was because of the bait that we have sort of created and what I was doing. Um, so that was a lot of the fire to go fishing sort of, um, years ago. Um, nowadays, if I tinkered with bait, I would probably never go fishing because my fishing time is very precious at the moment. Um, but yeah, no, I don't think so. I don't know. is the answer. I honestly, I couldn't tell you. What about you?
0: I don't know. Like you say, I think it works both ways, doesn't it? When, I mean, When you do create a bait that is genuinely special and it is actually catching you extra fish, you can't beat that, can you? But then does that weigh up (laughs) all the times that you're testing different baits that you've created, not really knowing if they'll work, um, only knowing that they look good on paper and uh, ironing out kinks. I, I say it all the time. Everyone thinks, oh, I'd love to be a bait tester for a company. You wouldn't because you're literally just testing bait to figure out if it's good or not. A lot of the time it isn't. (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's it's not, not all uh, clits and glamour. So, yeah, I don't know, mate. Swings and roundabouts, isn't it, I suppose? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely.
1: Um, so, we were saying earlier that, or well, we always say on previous episodes how the Facebook is somewhat lacking compared to our Instagram account. Mm. Uh, but we've had a fair bit of action on the Facebook messages. Um, and there's a chap called Nick who has messaged us and i've responded and then he was asking a question about his mix and i have not forgotten but i just keep struggling to find the time so i thought now would be a fantastic time to address it Ooh. um so first of all uh nick sent us a message um, i'll break it down real quick um he's been rolling bait for a long time uh but wants to talk about refining the mix Um, So we had a quick chat with him, sort of discussing what's he trying to achieve, essentially, um, and then to send the mix through. He then sent us a suggestion for a tipple for the pod, um, which is, I don't know if you've seen this.
0: No. Have you seen this? Don't think so.
1: It's a whiskey-infused, I'm thinking it's a beer, I can't even (laughs) see, but it's called whiskey-infused golden carolus so i'll keep an eye out for it um anyway so have you seen his mix online sam um yes or no 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 so uh nick lives on the continent so he's doing his mix in kilos um well, i suppose we do a lot of ads and grams but he is doing it on a big scale um so for example he's like four kg i won't really, actually i won't do the um Nom- dom- the denominations of the ingredients. I
0: was just going to say, I'll, should, should you be, like, sharing his mix? Yeah, probably not. Hmm. Okay. Didn't think this through, did you?
1: No, I didn't. He might be upset. <laughs> should we should we move on? I'll reply to him in a message. Do
0: you want to do it anyway?
1: <laughs> no. Now that you said that. Go on, do it anyway. Okay, there's a lot of stuff going here. So he tries to source a lot of his ingredients mainly from supermarkets rather than from some bait shops. So example well
0: oh yeah
1: you told me about this. Mm, so he's, yeah. we've got Why looping... does he do that?
0: Why why why?
1: I don't know. Well we can put that question to him. Uh okay. so we've got we're talking looping flour, maize flour, rice flour, tiger nut meal, cookie meal, not sure what that is. Um so we've got like an egg biscuit, bird food in there. Um corn steep meal, rye flour, semolina, vitamilo, lamlak or lambs replacement milk, um, cell, beer yeast, which would be our brewer's yeast, um, and t- an egg compound as well. And then his liquids. Um, is he? Looking... Does he like
0: breaking a cake or something? Potentially, it what could just be the, a cake. The, it could be a cake. The ca- the cake Angler Chronicles or something. What yeah.
1: Um. So we're talking in his liquids are liquidized hemp liquidized sweet corn, condensed milk, uh, got some Marmite in there, some hemp oil, some Minamino. Um, We've got a of cotton candy flavor from Soda. some John Baker's Plum, which is a classic. Uh, TM1 from John Baker's, I don't know it. Um, he said he used to use Rod Hutchinson maple cream but they're having trouble with the consistency which again I used some Rod Hutchinson flavours years ago and I found the consistencies uh, well yeah was somewhat lacking Um, so yeah so I mean my initial uh, thoughts from that are there is an awful lot of ingredients in there what would you say Sam?
0: Yeah well I mean I'd I'd like to know what what he's trying to do what he's trying to do with it it just seems like a very confused mix and he's like the sound of a few things and he's bunged them all together mm-hmm. I, don't mean, is- I, I don't mean that to be offensive to the guy Right? I'm um, sorry if it comes across that way but it just it doesn't seem like there's any kind of direction with it it's just loads of different shit thrown together
1: mm-hmm. which I think sort of I can certainly speak for myself and I'm sure you in the past as well have been very guilty of doing. You like a little bit of this. It's something you've had in a previous bait. You want to use that and you want to use something else and you want to use something else sort of like just like a couple of percent of this and you you get confused. Um, It's something I used to do it a lot.
0: Uh, Yeah, particularly in terms of the attractor package. Like, you know, I want a bit of GLM in there. I want a bit of betaine, a bit of citric acid. Yeah, but these are like... You know what? For most people, would be bulk ingredients, bulk fillers, essentially, for one of a better phrase. He's got a lot of them, <laughs> um, and I don't really, I, I don't see the point of doing that. If I'm being honest, me, I mean, I would just literally start over. I'd, I'd bin it. I'd bin the mix. Is that really harsh to say?
1: it it depends again i mean what he's trying to achieve so he's like he said he's not he doesn't want to go to sort of like mainstream sort of uh, he wants to do something like away from the mainstream base ingredients so i mean that's fair enough that's that's what he wants to do um but then i guess you've got stuff like tiger nut meal in there which is kind of like a mainstream sort of base mix ingredient isn't it
0: uh, it's quite a few, but, I, mean, I mean brewer's yeast is used in a lot yeah he's he's got quite a few bits in there that are used by i can't remember all of the different things that you said but like there's a lot there's a few quirky things uh cookie meal um i'm not sure what that is there was lupin flour in there not many people use that now yeah so
1: we've got lupin maize rice flour and tiger nut meal so
0: tiger nut meal and 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 maize um is used a lot in mixes so yeah i don't know i mean look you you can't polish a turd, can you? Um, I would just, I'd bin it. Guy probably hates me now, but I just, I would just, honestly, I would I would start again. Think about what it is you want to do with it. Um, you know, if you want like a high carbohydrate bait with a little bit of protein in there, that's fine. Um, but I just think you got too much going on in there. Um, you'd want to strip it right back. That would be my advice. Um, yeah, As always, yep. got a test. I could be wrong could be the could be the best mix ever um who knows
1: certainly sort of like your bulk ingredients and your binders there you're looking at your loop your maize flour your rice flour um i would be probably just looking to to drop one of them and just go with the two of them and stick with your tiger nut meal um your cookie meal i can't even comment on um but certainly again he's got some sort of egg biscuit bird food um mm. which again that's going to aid your binding gives a bit of coarseness to it and a bit of texture. Um, but it's just things like you have got you have got uh Vitamilo and sort of lamb's milk replacer. So they're yeah. probably a little bit counterproductive there. You you could probably add something different, reduce your like solubility uh percentage there and just stick with one of them and then add look to add something else. Uh, your cell and your brewer's yeast. Uh, Sam, you've been doing a bit of research on yeast. Would you would you combine the two, or would you just look to, to stick with one? I don't think it would harm combining the two. To be honest, they're, they're quite different on paper, aren't they?
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with that part of it. To be totally honest with you, I'm not saying that I would do that, but I don't think there's anything wrong with it either. I, I'd happily have that. But um, yeah, it's the other side of things um, that I would. I would worry about. I mean, yeah.
1: The, the protein content would be a big one, I would suggest.
0: Um, no, yeah, I mean, maybe he doesn't... I don't know. Yeah, it depends what he wants and on what he wants out of it. i tell you what, though, I'll offer you this. I have been thinking about having a very, very basic mix. You know, old soya semo style with a little bit of milk in there um, and just going for quite a technical attractor package um kind of you know what um it's kind of akin to like the old tutti fruity by richworth not the new stuff it's not the same um but that kind of thing you know that bait was like an absolute confidence banker wasn't it mm-hmm. i've been thinking about fishing with something like that because no one is freaking doing it on the waters that that, that i'm fishing anyway um Again, totally different flies in the face of, of what most people are doing. And most people are putting out fairly reasonable baits. I mean, what do most people use? Sticky baits is very common. That's a good bait. Um, sell. You know, some people will say it's absolute crap floor sweepings. Other people say it's very good. It catches enough fish but then it's used a lot. I don't know. I I have no opinion either way on it. Um, What else do people use? There's loads, what I'm trying to say is there's loads of good baits going in these days. Um, So maybe something like that wouldn't do as well, but maybe it would. Maybe it would do extremely well. Um, So maybe this guy, if he wants to go, you know, a little bit in the opposite direction of everyone else, maybe he wants to just get some soya, some semo, maybe a bit of Vitamilo, maybe a a slightly... um, maybe a bit of whey protein concentrate, something like that, um, and then get a, a good attractor package on there. Or, or when I say good attractor package, I mean something that you're relying upon those small additives rather than the base mix bringing the fish in. Um, don't know what you think about that, Pete.
1: Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, we had this conversation the other day, didn't we? Um, but it's interesting you say that. And I think nowadays it's a lot of the mass-produced baits compared to 10, 15 years ago. Like, there's not many bad baits. Do you know what I mean? Like, a lot of the baits coming out now already made are all pretty good, aren't they? And They've got a pretty good nutritional profile, like the fish meals. Everything's quite readily available for all these baits. I think it's quite a level playing field. Um, and like you're saying, just a bog-standard 50-50 mix with actually something a little bit special on the inside. It's different nowadays, isn't it? That used to be sort of like the go-to baits, but now it's very different. Um, yeah, I think it's got its place.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and small... I mean, people were putting quite a bit of bait in as well. Um, it seemed to be... I don't know. There seemed to be a phase of everyone... Not for quite a long time, but just fishing over very small amounts of baits. Before that, it was like a lot of bait. Then it went like that. Now it seems, I don't know, to... Maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like now pe- there's a bit more of a trend to fish over a lot more bait. Um and I suppose a lot of it depends on where you're fishing. Um I went to my water to bait up today and I was stunned with the amount of boilie. These these uh these these, these lads had there um and they were stoving it in. And I was <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was quite surprised to see that. Um so maybe you know small small little findings of of a very different bait, a higher track bait, maybe that would just do really, really well. Mm. Yeah. I'd give it a go, certainly. Yeah, I've I got to say, like you say, people,
1: uh, people stoving it in, I always tend to shy away. I don't know why, but I think it makes the fishing incredibly hard. I know there's countless um, examples or countless bits of sort of literature or media or people's accounts of stoving it in and the fish are on it but my experience is it can often really put the fish off i'd be wary if i were you mate i really would
0: maybe definitely do something a little different are you talking to me or the guy
1: you i'm not telling some guy stoving it in to do something different well i could be i guess but you if i was sort of seeing people really stove it in like
0: you have been it would um i'd be a bit gutted really mm, i mean i think the fish will eat it if there's several you know i mean a 30 pounder could can munch its way through a, a kilo of bait you know with, with you'd be surprised you know they can put it away so i'm not necessarily worried about that um i don't quite get what you mean but um i, I'm,
1: I just think it could really put the fish on edge mm
0: maybe yeah maybe Abs- i mean a, a lot of variables yeah i agree i'm certainly not i've never put that amount of bait in that water and i don't plan to um that being said i mean remember when i started fishing over a lot of bait um back in the back in the day um i i had some real big hits on it didn't i did quite well yeah had, it was uh, so it, it 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 depends, doesn't it? So there's a time and a place for that. There, there definitely is. Um, I'm just trying to point out that you know sometimes it pays to go against the grain. In the same respect, if I was on a venue and everyone was fishing over little ten pence piece size bags and nothing else, I'd be I'd be I'd be popping a load of bait in, you know, to fly in the face of that uh, and definitely give it a go. So uh, yeah, mm. some sometimes contrast to everyone else is is a is a definite edge. In my opinion,
1: yeah, and big baits as well, lots of people go small, don't they?
0: They do, yeah, I like a yeah, when everyone's fishing small i I really rate a big a big bait i've never I've never done as well on, on smaller baits, um but I think to be honest, we most of the waters that that we've fished, there's been a lot of bream in and, and other fish, so you can't get away from it. I know nowadays there's some waters that only have carp in. Um, which I don't think is is a healthy or good thing, but I suppose on venues like that you could get away with really refining it down. I've never been able to do that. No, that's why I like uh, I like big baits because I just don't want to be. I don't you know the last thing you want is to be taken out of action by a you know two pound tench at two a.m. in the morning, which is exactly what happened to me last week. <laughs> yeah, so I like bigger baits.
1: Yeah, that's it. Yeah. No, I'm with you, dude. So there we go.
0: I tell you what, bear with. You hear that? Oh, I hear it. Yeah. Got my new alarms delivered today. Um so I decided to I need basically I need alarms with a little bit more sensitivity setting on them. I've got some old fox alarms. Um, I've had so many different alarms. I decided to get some just some basic, reliable Foxes. Um, They're MXR Plus, I think they are. Um, Great for 99% of fishing, but I'm just in a scenario where I do need a bit more sensitivity. So, yeah, I've ordered the new Fox RX Plus, which, I'm going to be honest, they are bloody ugly. I really do not like the look of them. They look like some futuristic Batman type thing. Um, which I'm not too keen on, but they seem to tick pretty much every single box that there could be. Yeah,
1: are they are they sort of like the latest sort of model out from Fox now, are they?
0: Yes, yeah, they are the latest one. They took over from the NTXRs. Um which actually I I did order some secondhand NTXRs um last week and they came. And one of them didn't work, so I'm in the process of sending them back. Um, and I thought, you know what? Yeah, I'm just buying secondhand. There's problems with them. I thought, sod it. I'll just get new ones. As well as that, I mean, the, the these new RX Pluses, they're not that much more than a secondhand set of NTXRs. The NTXRs really are holding their value. Um, so I thought, sod it. I'll just buy some new ones. And, uh, yeah, they look bloody ugly, but function-wise... I'm uh I'm quite happy with them. I mean I've only had a play on my on my office desk, but um yeah we shall see. I'll let you all know how I get on with them. The receiver when you turn it on lights up like a freaking spaceship. <laughs> it's like some fr- futuristic type thing. Um, cause you you were toying with the Delkims, weren't you? I was thinking about the new Delkims. They have um. So, I mean, for those that don't know, the original Delkims were great. And then the, the, the ones that have been current until recently, they had problems when they got wet and things like that. Some people will say they don't have issues. Other people say they do. I've had a couple of sets of Delkims. I, I have had issues. Um, but, yeah, I was playing with, with, with the idea of getting some, some new Delkims. Um, but, yeah, I went with these. I went hmm. with these. Yeah. Tell me, have you had any
1: issues Returning. Where would you get these ones? Other ones from? Was it like a Facebook marketplace or was it off eBay? The uh, ones you're returning.
0: The ones I'm returning. They were second hand. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, it was just just off someone from eBay.
1: Oh, okay. So are you gonna have problems with the return, or have
0: you not started the process yet? Um. Oh, it vibrates. Um. No, I've I've uh, I think the return will be fine. Yeah, he's, he's said it's all fine. I mean you never know if someone's trying to pull a fast one, do you? But uh so far it seems okay. He hasn't received them back yet. I've sent them back. So yeah, it should be fine, mate.
1: Well this is it with eBay, sort of like you've got buyer protections and stuff, so um I have as you know, I bought myself a which would, HMR. Is it HMR? HMR, yeah, M H R. Uh Broly really liked it um had a leak issue and i bought that from total fishing tackle you just hit the return button defective item they're like yeah no worries arrange courier etc and then they didn't have any others in stock so i wanted to get a replacement Brody. so i got a refund so i just ordered another one from another company and got it first night in it rains And it's got leaks in exactly the same place. And the other company, I mean, have been really funny with me. So they're quite a big eBay store. They've got a lot of feedback. Uh, Well, they've got got like 3,000 sort of feedback, and it's 100% positive. So I was thinking straight away, yeah, that's fine. They're not going to be a problem. And they sent me a really arsy message back saying they've not had any problems with them. It'll It'll be subject to a full test when I return it and if it's found that it doesn't leak i'll have to pay for the postage and if they can't sell the item as brand new they'll be sort of like reducing the refund that i get which i thought was a bit off um,
0: surely so. that's against like the uh like the 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 law or <laughs> whatever it is you think so
1: wouldn't you yeah. so i've
0: like I, I
1: showed you the video i've set it up in the garden i've been like pouring water cans on it like recording it and I've shown them sort of like the leak appear on the inside because I just do not want to get stitched up with it. I can't be doing with it.
0: What did they say? Um, were they fine with it?
1: No, they the response to that, so I sent them um the video with my response saying no, it does leak. It's not condensation. Uh and they were just sort of like, Well, if that is the case, um, we'll offer you a full refund. But I like, know they started uh, listing questions like, do I have the original packaging and stuff? So they're clearly going to try and sell it again. I feel sorry for the person who tries to buy it. So I don't know. It just seems a bit out of bit out of order. But we'll see how it goes. And if, if they do give me hassle, we can try and name them, shame them on here, I guess. Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah. It's difficult, isn't it? You've had a bit of bad luck with, <laughs> with shelters, haven't you?
1: Yeah. I should never have sold my, um, my little Tempest brolly, mate. Because it didn't mm-hmm. leak. I just got bored in lockdown and fancied something new. And I've had three different shelters that have all leaked on the first night of any rain. So I don't know what's going on. Just bad luck. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, mate. Yeah. Nightmare. But there we go.
0: Yeah. 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 Mate, I'm going to laugh so much if your new one leaks. That's three, isn't it? That's two Witchwoods and was it a Sonic uh, or an Nash? Sonic the sonic one as well yeah 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 never have that problem
1: no yeah. well i haven't before either
0: mm.
1: yes yeah, it's mate it's unheard of to be honest it is incredibly bad luck
0: yeah it's not user error is it well i just
1: what i went fishing when it rained was that my fault well <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no when you're spending 250 quid on an umbrella it's got one sole purpose and that's to
0: keep the rain off you do you know what i mean yeah, it's freaking um, ridiculous, mate. It is ridiculous, isn't it? I think these these brollies are, are just over-designed, over-engineered now. It's getting away from what a brolly is. A brolly is a quick-to-put-up, quick to simple, basic shelter. That's what it is. But, you know, modern carp angling, they've tried to make it all singing, all dancing, and trendy, and vogue, and carpy, and all that stuff. I don't like it, mate. Just get a basic brolly. That's what I've well, got. That's what I enjoy. And uh, yeah, but this is it. You're I've gone full it.
1: circle right now, and it's funny that you say that because the bit that it leaks from is I mean, it's a nice touch on the body when you fold the storm pole inside. It's got a um, like a sewn in clip that clips the storm pole in place. I don't use it, you don't need it. Um, it's just one of these, it's, like you say, it's an all singing, all dancing bit of equipment, and it just leaks from the seam in there. It's really frustrating. It's not even something you sort of Ten, like nine out of ten people who have the Brody probably don't use it. Yeah, um, I've just been really unlucky. I think I've had two that have leaked in exactly the same place. But there we go.
0: Hmm. I imagine the kind of guy that buys that Brody does use it.
1: Yeah, maybe. Hmm. You know, it's just an extra hassle, isn't it? You got to unclip the storm pole when you're setting it up.
0: <laughs> same kind of guy that has like a electronic cooler in their family estate. Unbelievable,
1: my family estate Mate, you went to my house the other day I did You can't be calling that no family estate No, I I live on an
0: estate I should have all my family on the same road Your car is an estate family and estate (laughs) I I thought you meant sort of like My my grounds And my estate lake (laughs) Your inheritance (laughs) Yeah Dude, you're letting your your poshness shine through there Yeah, I'm on about your estate car Your vehicle hmm yeah yeah that's not posh either is it be honest it's a purge no no that's yeah you've missed it it's gone over your head never mind mate what do you think of the stickers
1: i like them i've been pissing people off at work i've been tagging someone's water bottle put it on the back of someone's phone uh, and they're the only two i'm gonna waste i promise you
0: just wasting them yeah (laughs) mate that vinyl is rated to be uh, outside for ten years and not fade. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's quite expensive. Well,
1: I can tell you, it's once it's a d de- like stuck to something, it doesn't come off easily.
0: That's good, mate. Mm. That's good. That's good. I was gonna, yeah, t- yeah. You know, I mean, I haven't actually put them anywhere yet, but you know, I will. What well, is this a day. thing?
1: <laughs> are we are we gonna piss off people? <laughs> well, Probably. the thing is,
0: well, the thing is, I don't even know why we got them. Uh, if you remember, on our social fishing trip. I think we had quite a few beers and decided it was a good idea to get some stickers, didn't we? Oh, did you order them there and then? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I went home and designed it and <laughs> submitted my artwork. Yeah. yeah, and, uh, But, I mean, yeah, I didn't, uh, don't really know what to do with them now. Perhaps we'll give them away. That's something I want to do, actually, and we can talk about that. I would like to do a giveaway for our listeners. We're actually getting quite a lot of listeners now. Um and don't you think it would be cool to do like a little competition giveaway type thing mhm not for stickers no one's going to want them but no. you know we'll come up with some we'll, uh, we'll come up with some good stuff i've maybe we could um if they oh refuse
1: to return on the brolly mate someone can have a leak in which would brolly <laughs>
0: <laughs> there we go i was just going to say i'm sure we've got some stuff that we are we happy to give up um maybe we could even roll up some baits for someone um we could even do it personal to them some bespoke baits for them um or we could just roll some bait and then offer it up for grabs It's a bit of a competition i don't know what the competition would be exactly um we'll probably just pick someone at random whoever leaves a review like from everyone that's left a review past and present we could put all of their names into a hat, couldn't we? Do a little draw.
1: Mm-hmm. We'd, We'd never have to... be able to contact them. We'd just have to announce it on a podcast and they probably yeah. only listened once. <laughs> They'll never get back to us.
0: Well, no. It, well, If that happens, then the next time we run it, the next person will just get a rollover. If the past okay. one isn't claimed, we could do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'd have to include everyone that's um, left a review in the past, otherwise it's like, out of order but uh, yeah we will do that we'll get our thinking caps on um, we'll definitely do that I think maybe on the next episode we could we'll get it ready for there and we'll announce it on the next one um, yeah
1: I, I like the idea you said earlier about maybe sort of like doing a Carpangler Chronicles sort of like a basic base mix um, and then have people sort of like do their own tweaks and see what can come of it something like that I think that would be quite cool
0: that, that would be very cool yeah i don't know if base mix or base mix or like a little hook bait mix might be better i think more people roll hook baits um, than they do actual feed baits um, so maybe that would be better or maybe we do both sod it i'd be happy with that um i should tell you what didn't didn't we say that we were going to give them some recipes on this episode i'm sure on our last episode we said We'll reveal a few recipes.
1: Possibly. It was a while ago now.
0: Yeah. Go on then, Pete.
1: Oh, yeah, because I'm I'm ready for it. I've Mm. I've given some some recipes in the past.
0: Yeah.
1: So the only one I've given, I think, is my sort of like my go-to winter pop-up, which I won't be rolling this year because I've got ideas for something else.
0: What, you've given this to people that have messaged you?
1: No, I think I've just put it out on the podcast before. Oh, um, so okay. my go-to sort of winter pop-up is DT Bates uh, Green Beast with the DT Bates um, Tooty Fruity flavour. So two mil of each to a one egg mix uh, with a few drops of embuteric acid, some citric acid and a sweetener. Easy as that. And then afterwards you prime them up again with a little bit of flavour and a little bit of the acids. Uh, but that's been my sort of my go-to winter bait for a number of years now.
0: So just just to slow it down for those that missed it, DT Green Beast, DT Bates Green Beast. That is a flavour. Um, it's a blackcurrant flavour, right? Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. This is Camp sold flavour. Is it? Is it not? I. Do
1: you know what? I. I don't know. Okay. I get. I get lost in it, mate.
0: Okay. Okay. Fair enough. So two mil of DT Bates Green Beast. Two mil of what was the other flavour?
1: It's DT Bates again. Just a two T.
0: Two T, mm-hmm. bit of embuteric um, and some yeah.
1: citric, and a sweetener as well. What sweetener? Uh, so I always use go back to Talin. How much? Oh, I can't remember. To be honest, off the top of my head, I've got it written down somewhere. But we're not talking a great deal. It's probably mm. a, a mill or two, mate. It's um, it's much very some, very powerful stuff.
0: How much citric acid? How much embuteric? Uh,
1: so the embuteric, I'm literally doing a couple of drops. Um, and the citric acid. You see, this is where I'm really rude, and you couldn't handle this. But I'm talking like half a teaspoon. But when I do half a teaspoon, I don't measure out half a teaspoon. I literally just chuck half a teaspoonful. Oh my god, you're so <laughs>
0: haphazard. <laughs> I know. Mad. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah. Oh, there we go. That is that's um, that's Pete's old winter pop-up mix. So yeah, and it's
1: I'm going to say it now, uh, disclaimer. Uh, so I got put onto it by someone else. Oh, I can't. Re- I can't remember where I found it, and I've just sort of adapted it a little bit. Uh, but the flavour combination um, was was put onto by by someone else. Fair enough. Just a disclaimer out there.
0: Yeah, a lot of the time it is flavour combos you hear about, don't you? And then you try them, and then you change the levels and add your mm-hmm. own little bits. Yeah, yeah. I've got one for you, Pete. This is quite a potentially quite an interesting question. I was having a chat with someone the other day. Um, who is basically saying be wary of citric acid, adding citric acid and presumably other organic acids to flavours. He said sometimes they can enhance things, but oftentimes they don't. What are your thoughts on that, mate? I
1: think it probably depends on the flavour, doesn't it?
0: That's what he's saying. He's saying most of the time it will detract things rather than add. And did he give any sort of um background behind it or well he was he, he his his point of argument uh not argument but discussion was that um obviously you know good flavors are made up of of many different compounds um and some of them being you know organic acids so his point was that um you could be using a flavor that has got citric acid in already or oh, okay. whatever whatever kind of organic acid and then you're adding more and you're just blowing the whole thing um mm-hmm. so he he uh, from what i what we talked about i kind of got that he was of the mind that you know either you use a flavor or you use organic acids um right not, yeah No. i am not combined not... yeah yeah
1: i mean i would certainly again so quite a few guys if have messaged a facebook page i often come back to the whole it's it's trial or error because at the end of the day, you just don't know, or I certainly don't. Anyway, um, I'm not a scientist. I can sort of look at. We've discussed about organic acids and things in previous pods, uh, and I understand a little bit of sort of like reactions and things that can take place and why they become attractive and why they are attractive to carp. Um, but a lot of it's also trial and error, and some baits just work, and other baits probably do work, but they certainly don't work as well. Um so I think it sort of goes down to experience, doesn't it?
0: It does, mate. Yeah, it really does. Um Yeah, yeah, it does. And the thing is, you unless you're in an extremely privileged position, you're not gonna know exactly what is in your flavour. Like you're no. just not. Um for those that don't know, like uh, you know, banana flavour isn't just a banana flavour, it's comprised of many different compounds within it to give it that scent um, mm-hmm. i think a strawberry flavor has over 300 compounds on on average um, wow ar- aromatic compounds um you mentioned john baker's plum earlier i think that's got over 200 i'm sure i've heard john baker say that um you know you've got the uh scopex that that that's made up of many different things lactones lots of different components So yeah, it's, you know, and who actually, as I said, most people will never, ever, ever get to know exactly what that flavor is comprised of So yeah, it's an interesting and good point You do want to be mindful of what you're adding um, because it could be overdoing a certain um, element Um, I'll give you another example of my own I, I love maple flavor um spoken about that recently on a podcast i think um i also love fenugreek now the better maple flavors have fenugreek in there um now i personally believe adding your own fenugreek oleoresin resin will actually enhance that and actually help it but it's worth bearing in mind there may well be an element of fenugreek anyway so you could potentially overdo things i keep, i think it could work both ways it can enhance if it's already in there and it also can detract yeah um and again it's it's the blend
1: isn't it yeah um so using two compounds of the same the same thing whether it by ingredient it, it necessarily can't be a bad thing not say it can't be a bad thing but necessarily it isn't isn't a
0: bad thing no no and i mean for myself i've spoken about this at length i like i like an olea resin with an essential oil um I like them matching. So if I was using um, clove or fenugreek or cinnamon, I would like the essential oil and the earlier resin together. Um, I, th- I definitely think there's a lot of mileage in that. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. Flavors are something that for a long time I, I didn't, I used to bother with and then I didn't. I moved away from them, um, preferring not to have a flavor. And now I'm I'm definitely getting back interested in them. Um, spending quite a bit of time looking at old um papers and new papers on uh, on different flavor flavor profiles yeah i find it quite interesting there there's i mean there's the old argument that all oh, flavor all it does is change the ph it, that's not the case <laughs> there there is more to it than that that mm-hmm. that's that's part of it for sure um stand out example is the old solar um squid and octopus coireira uh, which is very different these days. Um, but that, you know, is a very alkali flavor, which is, you know, quite unusual. Um, that will definitely, you know, have an effect on the bait. Um, but a lot of them, and that one as well, it's it's much more than just the pH. It's the different compounds within it, for sure.
1: Yeah, what's the, um, what's the, the compound in pineapple flavor, mate? I cannot think of it off the top
0: of my head wow there'll be many compounds but there's um i've literally ethyl butyrate that is it ethyl butyrate obviously classically paired with n-butyric acid exactly yeah
1: which kind of goes with the whole sort of like the really organic acid i mean that is a all time classic isn't it pineapple with n-butyric um and again you know it's the the pairing of it it just it just works doesn't it mm mm-hmm. mhm yeah, this is where does. I'm. I'm not a scientist, mate. I can't. I can't tell you why.
0: No, no, exactly, and neither can I. And I. I don't even think you know that some of the greats, Rod Hutchinson, could. He could tell you it works very well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think as well as that, like the the actual the, the base itself of. The, so, aside from the aromatics, the actual base of the flavour, um, whether it's uh, you know diacetin or what have you I, I think some of those are, are much better than others as well I think they definitely, I think it matters a lot I think it goes beyond leech off um, and into actually the realms of attraction
1: Yeah definitely, um, I mean there's lots of talk with different flavour bases with different kinds of year but I completely agree that I think some of them are more attractive in their own right to a, to a carp than others but
0: yeah, yeah, I believe they are, I really, really do, yeah, yeah, mm. interesting stuff, good. Hey, I'll
1: wait.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you keep moving away from the mic, do you keep doing that?
1: Just in the older outfit i' just i'm just uh moving on to i daren't, i'm scared to drink any more of this ginger cure because it's not mine it's vanessa's at the back of our booze cupboard, mate we've got like a tiny little bit of sherry in a bottle i'm gonna have a sherry
0: okay could she could, sh- could I... Pete get any posher? you getting levered
1: I'm not getting levered sam no I'm just scared to drink any more of my wife's ginger cure so Posh Pete has got even posher and having a sherry.
0: <laughs>
1: I think right. Vanessa's nan has left it here at Christmas. <laughs> it's just stayed there for years now. Okay,
0: very nice. Oh, fair enough, mate. It's horrible. Um, yeah, you you just you... Oh, fuck. Sorry, bad, bad times, mate. Why are you why are you reaching for that stuff?
1: <laughs> so I just I don't know. If I had a beer, mate, I'd drink a beer. Mm,
0: fair enough. Um, I've got in front of me. Something that someone tried to put me onto this years ago. Rob, you remember Rob? Good old oh, okay. Rob. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He uh, tried to put me onto it. I never went with it. But um, Nash Trigger Link. You ever used it,
1: mate? Um, I I actually found. I've bought some. I tied up a couple of rigs of it years ago. Didn't really use it. I don't know why, but I actually found some. Um, when I was clearing some old gear out the other day, but no, I've not used it to great extent. Um, mm. I can't even remember the how elasticity or how, how elastic it is.
0: So, is it, for, is it an for, edge? For those that don't know, Nash Trigger Link is basically this hook link that's elasticated. It's literally like a little bungee cord. Um, it's not when you tie it when you tie it up, so you can knot it, you know, as you would do normally. Um, but when it's submerged in water. The presumably PVA melts and you're left with this like little bungee elastic rig. Um, is it an edge, Pete? Is that what you ask me? I don't know, mate. I've never used it. I've bought some. I'm very interested in using it. Um, I can understand in my mind's eye why it would work and how it work. I just haven't put it into practice. Um, but you, mate, you, you tend to be a little bit more riggy than me, don't you? You get a little bit more technical on the rig side of things than I do. Um, and where I'm I'm probably a bit more basic than you 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 can sometimes get a bit technical can't you so I was interested in your opinion I thought you'd have tried it yeah I've
1: mate I've I've got some and I probably used it a handful of times and sort of lost interest Uh, I don't even remember using it to be honest Um, but yeah I can't even imagine it's funny that you say now when you When you say it gets submerged, it becomes springy. And I do remember that now. I think when I found it the other day, I was a bit like, well, this stuff was meant to be like elastic and it's not. But now you say that, it sort of um, (laughs) draws back memories. Um, And do you know what? I was reading an article the other day. Uh, I think it was Steve Renyard, And I think he called it like the hermit rig or something. Um, and it's basically like a withypool yes. rig, but with a, I think he's using some pole elastic yes. used alongside some braid or mono or something just yeah. to give it that elasticity. Um,
0: yeah, I remember reading about that.
1: Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, mate, you say I'm, I'm technical, I'll play about with things, but I just always end up going back to just the old faithful knotless knot um, or a multi-rig, mate. I do like a multi-rig.
0: Yeah, I think I I think it was one of the other podcasts, I think it was the Baitworks one, um, and they said, not many people use a hair rig now, do they? And you know what? I had to <laughs> laugh out loud. They're fucking right, aren't they? Yeah, which is remarkable. Yeah, <laughs> not many people are using a hair rig anymore. They'll have yeah. some kind of bait screw or like a slip D or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, mm. Yeah probably a bit of an edge now isn't it this day and age the old air rig <laughs> maybe he's mad that you said that but that is true isn't it it is well, i mean to give them credit i I'm, i think it was the bait works podcast i might be wrong on that it might be a different podcast um it would have been some podcast that's the only carpy material i consume and uh, yeah i found that <laughs> right really funny and, and freaking accurate as well so yeah but yeah I'm the same, I'm still using a, a hair rig. I like quite a long hair as well, so i really i think that contrasts the the short hair or the short not even hair but bait screw or swivel or whatever people attach their hook baits to their um their their hook. i think it's all very very short and compact in this day and age, isn't it? yeah, I think having a good old hair is a bit of a not an edge. I think that word's overused, but it's uh yeah it's
1: it's probably a good thing. But you like a shorter hook link as well, don't you? So I always well, think if I was pairing that up, I'd be worried, you know?
2: Hmm.
0: Well, you say I, I like a shorter hook link. I don't. I think you like really long hook links. Um, that's what I think, Pete. I don't think my hook links are particularly long, or particularly short, sorry. Uh, they're usually about nine or ten inches. Oh,
1: mate, my... You know when you looked at my length, you were like, Wow, it's a really long brick and I was like, Is it? Like mine are all like eight or nine inches. No, no. Yeah. You,
0: no. It,
1: <laughs> no. Sorry for the the listener's gonna hear a little argument here.
0: Go on. Well, yeah, okay. So no, it was it was um it was a good <laughs> it was a good twelve inches, mate. It's probably about twelve inches, but you were fishing over a tight baiting pattern. Like you, mm. you, 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 put it in your spoon in your crazy wobbly um, mm. shipping pole bait yeah. pole. So, so, and you shipped it out. It was, I reckon it, it was getting on for twelve inches, mate. Oh, mate, definitely not.
1: Mm. No cool. way My my um rig wallet. You can't put a twelve inch long rig in it. Your rig wallet is huge. What are you on about? You can't put. A, it's about a foot long in its entirety so you couldn't put a 12 do you know what i mean and this is is bad listening
0: well okay so here we go for the listener his rig was around about 11 inches right and he ships it out <laughs> on his bait spoon it's, nine inches it's, max it's a, it's a t- yeah it's a tight baiting pattern i would I, in that instance i'd have had a much shorter rig
1: um to, to be fair though i mean i took that on board i was just quite excited i think I wasn't really thinking it through because it's not normally a method that I'd be fishing. So I've just gone for one of my go-to rigs that was tied up. I never, ever fish sort of like that method. And I was doing it because that lake, uh, just it was the right sort of method to use at the time. And actually, when you highlighted it, I was just like, yeah, you're completely right. Uh, Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, no, you were right, to be fair. I completely agree. I just wasn't uh, thinking things through. Usually I, am mate. Yeah, you are, aren't you, Sam?
0: Yeah. i tell you what, I, uh, I I put that on Instagram, a little video of you shipping your poll out. Yeah, I really? know. A lot of people commented. A lot of people loved it. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm sure they did, mate.
0: Yeah, they did, genuinely. Yeah. Quite a few people asking how you made it. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you want know to tell let,
1: them? Let me bore them. Yeah. Do you know what? So every time I fucking turned around in that trip, you were filming me do something last time <laughs> to get like, really like, what the fuck? yeah um mate that is just out of electrical conduit from Screwfix so you buy I think a two metre length of conduit and you can buy sort of like male and female screw thread adapters Mm. which are great for about the first few uses and then the threads start wearing on them not fantastic but I mean that pole cost next to nothing to make all I bought was uh, the spoon attachment um like a signet spoon and that was it really but yeah uh it works it's a good good bit of kit but if you've got a 100 odd quid to spare on a baiting pole i would definitely recommend buying one rather than uh using my contraption
0: i think it's great for the money for i think it's i don't know i just i think it's good mate i don't i don't even think they're a 100 quid those those baiting poles i think they're they're couple of hundred, didn't they? The Nash one? Oh, probably. I think yeah. the Nash one's
1: like, it's a 12 metre pole as standard. And it's like 150, 160 quid, something like that. And then 12 metres actually, when you think about it and you do it, really isn't as far as you think. Hmm.
0: No, that sounds expensive. But then if they've got rigidity, I don't know. I mean, yours the is Nash- like a fricking water yeah. serpent coming across the surface, isn't it? That's it's it. It's Really and wiggly. I- I filled the
1: pot, like the tubes, up with expanding foam, thinking when it's set it would give it rigidity, but really, really made no difference uh, whatsoever. Uh, but the Nash one, mate, that's really wobbly as well, really wobbly.
2: Mm, but
1: sort of like the Signet ones you see, they all look pretty, pretty sound. But they're pretty chunky bits of kit. I certainly wouldn't want to take it every time I went fishing. Uh, it was, it was a bit of a novelty, and I, is it an edge? Probably, yeah. Um, it didn't help me on that session. Catch anything, but I don't think I'd want to take it every time I went. It's a lot of a lot of gear.
0: So okay, Here, here's one for you, and this is uh, this is something I, I wanted to bring up on the podcast. That that is an edge, isn't it? I agree with you because I mean I'm I think you you're on the same page as me. Like it's an edge because you kind of ship it out. You can get it in areas that you perhaps wouldn't be able to cast to. Of course, you've got to be you know sensible don't be dangerous um but you can get it in a very precise area you know that your rig is right next to your bait it's um presenting the bait differently to what they they're perhaps used to seeing and as i just said you you can get it in some places that you wouldn't normally be able to reach now that is a big edge right
2: Mm
0: -hmm. you agree yeah definitely so how do you feel about bait boats which essentially do exactly the same thing
1: yeah i'm I kind of agree with you entirely, but I wouldn't do a bait boat because I'm just wrong. Do you mm-hmm. know what? There's a time and place, like if some so the lake we were fishing, did you need a bait boat on there? No. You could do it with a pole, couldn't you? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, for that example, I think a pole is just that human sort of contact, isn't it? You're shipping it out by hand, you're guiding it, you're turning it. There's a little bit of you know, a little bit of finesse with it. I just think with a bait boat, it's just takes it away from for me. But if I was fishing abroad on some massive pit and boating it out, sort of three, four hundred yards to a spot, and I didn't have one, um, I'd be doing myself probably a disservice. So I think they've got their place, but they certainly didn't have their place on the lake we were fishing the
0: other weekend. Mm. Go on, what's your thoughts? Well, I agree with you. A bait boat just doesn't seem right to me. It just doesn't seem quite, you know, cricket, as some people would say. As you posh folk would say. Yeah. Um Yeah, I, I know what you mean. It just doesn't seem right. That that being said, I mean old old Terry, Terry Hearn, he, he he's used a bait boat before and he's he's, you know, not backward about coming forward with it, if that makes sense. He'll happily admit it. Yeah. Um if it's good enough for tell, you know, is it good enough for us? I don't know. Um I think comparison game's probably a bad thing. To me personally, I don't I don't like bait boats. Um they're not for me. I, I wouldn't really feel like I'd earn the capture if I'd used one. That being said, I don't know if that's just me being ridiculous, because I'd happily use a bait spoon and plonk that somewhere, and I don't see how there's much difference between the two. I mean, you, you were saying about there's not the finesse and the human touch there. Well, you're controlling the boat controller, and, you know, it can be difficult to do that, um, particularly when it's windy and there's a bit of chop on. So I don't know what the difference is, but it feels like there is a difference, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's cool. like the
1: same same. It's just technology, isn't it? We've discussed on the pod before about would I use a drone to get aerial footage of the lake? To help me? Yeah, I would. Like, I wouldn't dream of doing it if there were people fishing because it would do my absolute head in if people were flying drones up while I'm sat there trying to sort of relax and enjoy my fishing. But yeah, definitely, if it's a quiet lake, just so I can, you get such a an aerial footage, mate, I think is really like a fantastic tool to have if you can have it. For what um, reason? So, like a small pit, I think you can, from an aerial footage, you get a good understanding of features, uh, weed beds, that sort of thing. I think it'd be quite helpful. Um, I've never been in a position to actually find fish on my drone. Not that I haven't got one anymore, uh, but I've never actually sort of like watched fish from it. Um, but yeah, I just think, um, would I put a drone up to sort of like get a better understanding of the lake? Definitely.
0: Would you use it to find fish and then fish from?
1: Um, I don't have a drone now, so I guess I can't really talk, but probably. Hmm. But it depends on the lake, doesn't it? If I went to a day ticket lake and there were people fishing, would I put my drone up to find a fish? Absolutely no chance. I'd I'd be embarrassed, to be honest.
0: Yeah, but in the same um, respect, you're probably not going to be fishing a day ticket, so... so yeah. yeah, it's true. So, what what is the difference for you, then? Why is it okay to use a drone to try and find fish, which is a step up from just delivering bait? Why is that okay, but using a bait boat just to get your bait and rig out isn't okay?
1: I know, it's just everyone's got their little angling sort of moral compass, haven't they? Yeah. It just doesn't do it for me, mate, and again, again we're going over old ground, but spoken about catching fish on sort of like my terms and quite often i'll i'll want to catch a fish in a certain way or from a certain spot which probably isn't the most favorable thing to to catch the fish from but i want to catch them on my terms because that's just how i sort of how i work at times um so i think it's got a little bit of that to do with it mm. i tell you what though and i've not done it but if i could would i fly my rig out with a drone you see, in my head, I think I've devised a way of making it possible. And yeah, I probably would do just to see Ooh. if I could do it. <laughs> but that's a different story.
0: Yeah, fair mm. enough. You've devised a way to make it possible. Isn't there already was... some... Didn't you show me some YouTube video of someone dropping a rig out?
1: No, no, I don't think so. Mm. But I did tell you about my little methods. Right. Uh, but I don't really want to... Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just ridiculous to be honest, so it's all good.
0: Mm. What about a, uh, a a deeper, you know, these deeper castable fish finding tools. I nearly bought one once. Um it wasn't a Deeper, it was an
1: American version. And it came up second hand and I did a bit of research on it first and it was actually pretty shit hot. And It's one of the ones they use for like the the tournament sort of bass fishing, I guess in America. Um, yeah, I think it's probably got its place, mate, in modern day fishing. Hmm. Um, mate, do you know what? I have such little time to sort of learn a lake, I guess. I really, that's where I struggle is my prep for fishing. I make time for my fishing, which is very little, but my prep to sort of, um, to then learn the lake and go down and plumb around and mark up. Uh, just to find depths, find out what the bottom is. It takes me weeks and weeks and weeks. And I tend to do all of this sort of learning during sort of my fishing session, which again, isn't an ideal time to do it because you don't want to disturb the swim and you're sort of learning as you go along rather than sort of dedicating a bit of time to, to, to learning about the lake. And I think actually like a deeper could possibly be a pretty good tool for me again just for for depths for looking at well what do you call it Top- topography of the lake and whatever substrate you could be fishing over i think it could be a really interesting bit of kit mm. um yeah, yeah what about yourself
0: i don't i don't know i'll be honest i don't know how i feel about any of this stuff i mean in the past i'd have been like bait boat no no definitely not um i mean drones are very, relatively new But yeah, I just basically anti that kind of thing. Um, I just consider it cheating uh, and just not very sporting. That being said, I don't know. If I had a drone and there was no one else on the lake and I wanted to get an aerial view and just figure out, just get a different perspective of the lake. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything necessarily wrong with that. I think, you know, religiously using one every time you fish to go and find the fish that would not sit well with me because that's taking the angling skill out of it but um i think just using it to understand the lake better i don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that i think probably the same can be said with a a, a sonar a, a deeper um you know if you're casting it around trying to find fish it's not quite cricket is it? it's not very sporting um but if you're using it to find different depths i don't know I kind of say, well, what's wrong with a marker float? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that being said, I mean, I know some people, if, if you use the deeper to find where the fish are holding up in the winter, you could hit it off big because winter fish will that they will, their guard will be lowered. They'll be easier to catch, but much harder to locate because they don't move much. So basically they will hold up in a certain area, usually at a certain level. And they will, you know, spend a lot of their time there. If you can find out where that is and then fish from, you know, you've you you you've got a good chance of getting a winter bite. Obviously, something like a deeper is going to make that a lot more possible. You can you can cast it out and drag it across the surface and figure out where the fish are. But that doesn't feel quite like cricket to me. Um, I don't know. I, I guess what it comes down to is how you use these things, isn't it? It's the application of it. Um, it's how it goes down I tell you what I would like to do I'd like to get someone on the podcast that uses uh, like the Deeper for an example um, a lot and knows, knows how to use it and it's it's a regular thing of their fishing I'd like to get someone on like that and then just not challenge them but just talk to them and see how it affects just hear the other side of it if that makes sense that would interest me um, because I think with these things it's important not to just be blinkered and have your own opinion. I think it's important to be open-minded to these things um, and see it from the other side.
1: Yeah, I can go with it. Do you know what, with the deeper, so this sort of um, you you talking about, the one thing sort of that comes to me or really strikes me when I've spoken to people about them is they all say, yeah, I've had one, but I sold it because I never really used it. Hmm. I think, is it another one they things where you're spending a hundred or quid on a bit of, on a gadget that actually, do you actually end up using it a great deal in your fishing?
0: Quite possibly, yeah.
1: I always think with anything like this, if there was somebody else fishing I wouldn't really be plugging around with a deeper because number one, I feel a bit like fucking hell, I'm, they're looking at me thinking I'm one of them dicks with a fucking deeper fish finder. (laughs) (laughs) and then i just i don't know like i i, I struggle to to put a marker float about me when other people are fishing because i'm just conscious that i'm disturbing the lake and yeah you know um maybe i'm a bit too ethical
0: no i agree with you i don't think that's too ethical i think that's just ethical i uh, definitely don't think you should go and fuck up someone else's fishing just because you want to read a few depths um quite the opposite that being said i mean a lot of the guys listening to this they're probably fishing very busy waters and they don't have the luxury of going there when there isn't anyone else on um i know me moving up here i'm sort of in that boat now it's it's very rare for me to be on my new water not that i've actually been there that many times but it's very rare for me to be there and there's no one else there it's only happened once and i've probably visited the venue 12 odd times um so then it comes to, well, you know, when when can you do these things? And obviously if there's, you know, one or two people on right the other end of the lake and you're one miles away from them, then yeah, sure, that's not an issue, is it? Um, but a lot of these smaller lakes and busier lakes, that's not the case, is it? So, yeah, yeah. It, it Again, it's it depends on the course, doesn't it? Path of the course, whatever that saying is. Um, it depends where you are and, and how you apply these things. If you're on a busy day ticket venue and you've got your swim and that's just how it goes down, then I suppose you use that piece of water in front of you however you need to, don't you? Um, If you're on like a syndicate, then, you know, you're probably going to be, or you should be much more aware of what else is going on and it's generally quieter and you can maybe get the time to do, do your work when there's not many people on and you're courteous and it's horses for courses that's not just to say you know just because you're on a day ticket be un inconsiderate i'm not saying that at all i'm just saying you know if if a if a lake is rammed every single day and every every swim is taken well then just work your swim that's just the nature of the fishery isn't it um just be aware you're probably gonna push the fish out i guess
1: i think the fish get quite used to it It's like the whole, we've all seen the videos of people spombing and just sort of like the the spomb really draws them in and that's just the noise of it hitting the water.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I think marking up is is probably a different thing. I'm not saying it would necessarily spook them on a day ticket, but I think on like a typical syndicate that, you know, say if there's there's one end and there's someone, you know, thrashing the water to a foam, generally the carp are going to move off, aren't they? Let's be honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it depends on the water, I suppose, doesn't it? Um, yeah. I think even on a day ticket, if it's all busy and on one end there's one or two people chucking a marker float in, spotting up, and then on the other end of the lake there's a couple of guys just slack lining, I think they'll probably happily move over to the to the other area, just as an example. Um,
1: I, I tell you what was fascinating with sort of cart behaviour. Um, I've watched. Is it the Mark Bryant sort of Diary of a maker one of the videos on YouTube the other day? Uh, One where he's swimming and snorkelling with the fish. Have you seen that one? No. It's really worth a watch, and they've got like the drone footage of it. And the fish are just circling him, mate. He's just in there swimming with them. It's fancy. It's really cool. Um, And they they do it as well on one of the the Carl and Alex videos Mm. where one of them is swimming in the quarry uh, with the fish, and the fish are just sort of just... Really inquisitive, just coming up and checking it out, and I guess it's completely different to what they're used to.
0: Um, yeah, I've I've waded and had fish come over before. Well, I'm sure you have as well. Um I think not, that, that not so much. No, no. Mm. A lot of your waters you can't wade, though, right? Yeah, yeah, it's true. Very true. Mm. Yeah, I think that just the come up, they could definitely hear it. They can you know you see it kicking up the sediment um I think that can definitely spark their interest uh, but yeah i um, I've seen other films of I think in America people swimming with carp and they're definitely inquisitive creatures um and we as well
1: have you seen the videos there uh, I they've don't got know,
0: that possibly big, I don't know
1: b- beach and it's crystal clear and you see the fish swimming among, in amongst the uh, the bavers yeah
0: in Amongst the bait, really? Wow, yeah. See, see that I would have thought they wouldn't because it's not a new phenomena for them. Those bavers are probably there every day, so I thought that the cart would just be like, Oh, yeah, it's just those bavers. I thought it was more to do with the fact that it was like uh, an un more unusual thing, mm. but maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I've told you before about the quarry. I fished a few times, and you have people swim in, and horses go in, and dogs are in mm. all the time. Um, it certainly doesn't put the fish on edge, anyway. But again, they're
0: conditioned to it, aren't they? Yeah, I wouldn't mind getting down there, mate, sometime if you fancy. Yeah, it. yeah, definitely. Mm. Got a big uncaught common, isn't it?
1: Yeah, if it's a, if it's alive. I've heard different different stories, different takes on that one. It's is it not on court? court. No, oh. it's not on court. It's, uh. There is, is a legit big common. Um, but I have heard sort of stories um, of whether it's still swimming around in there or not. But people like to say stuff, don't they? To put people off. And mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, mate. Well... I don't know whether you feel it's time to round up or not you can go on to some other bits if you want to but whilst I think of it when we do start to round up these podcasts I reckon we should finish on a bit of a theme Um, we obviously start with our little tipple of the episode I think we should end on something maybe a piece of tackle or equipment or something like that that we are particularly impressed with um, at the moment like a bit of a feature thing? What do you think, mate?
1: Yeah. Yeah, we can do
0: something. I mean,
1: I've got yeah. nothing springing to mind
0: at the moment. No, but... I've sprung that on you. I appreciate that. I, I do appreciate that. Um, before we do that, before we round off, is there anything else you wanted to cover on this podcast, mate? Anything else you wanted to go over? Any other questions? Anything like that?
1: No, we've, we're we all up to date, I think.
0: Yeah, perfect. Um, so, here we go. Here, <laughs> the new... Th- feature thing um something that i have recently started using and it's something you put me onto pete um and i'll be honest i don't think i would go without it now i mean if i if i left it at home okay fair enough but that thing is and it's something i've taken the piss out of you for before mate how many things is this (laughs) <laughs> it's gonna be a lot go on i take i take the piss out of you for a lot yeah i think you you know sometimes you go camping rather than carping um but uh this thing has made a genuine difference to me and it is i do a little little drum roll a pillow <laughs> okay yeah when we uh we did our social before last our first social for ages um you remember you had your pillow um Know, yeah, you, mocked, obviously... you mocked it. You mocked yeah. the pillow. Like, of course, I did. Because you are going carp angling with a fricking home pillow in your in your bed chair. I thought it just, was ridiculous. Just fold it up, leave it in your chair. Mm, yeah. Well. Anyway, I thought, Do you know what? I will give it a go because I had this like neck uh, neck and shoulder issue. So I thought, I think it was my girlfriend actually was like, you need if you get you need to take a, a pillow for your neck. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, so I just took like a little camping pillow. Um, yeah freaking game changer like it really is I've used it probably I don't know five or six nights and it genuinely makes a difference to the quality of my sleep like I really think it does make a difference it's not a home pillow I wouldn't go that far it's just like a little camping pillow from go outdoors it just stays in my bedchair, folds up in it don't even notice it there but um, yeah it really makes a different, mate, uh, difference so uh, thank you I guess oh. No worries.
1: Um, another one of my little tips that you've ripped the piss out of me on
0: the podcast for, which you're taking on now, is a head torch with a red light as well, isn't it? I don't have one yet, but yeah, fair enough. I think that's probably quite a good thing. Um, yeah, because we... Well, you used your red light, didn't you, the other weekend when we went fishing. Mm-hmm. It's good, mate, because it doesn't blind you. It doesn't like mess up your night vision and yeah yeah insects don't fly into your face insects don't fly into your face yeah yeah is that true do you never get any insects attracted it's to it
1: very rare very very rare wow that's why they
0: have them i'm sure of it there's no other need for a red light i think it's so it doesn't um uh undilate your pupils too much yeah maybe yeah I th- or, or both i don't know but yeah
1: Mm. But it's hard to buy now. Like head torches, always used to come with a red light, and I used to be like, "What's the point in this?" Um, but nowadays, like modern head torches, one are ridiculously bright, um, and none of them come with a red LED anymore.
0: Yeah, I've been looking at a few. I, I've I've had a Petzl head torch for bloody donkeys years, still going strong. Um, although I now realise, like compared to yours and some other people, like it's it's. At the time, it was really bright, but now I just it's not very bright at all by modern standards. Um, But at the time, it was freaking bright. But yeah, I've been looking at some more uh, Petzels, and yeah, there are a few with um, the red LED, but they tend to be the rechargeable head torches, which I don't want a rechargeable one. I don't know, call me old-fashioned, I just want to be able to put some batteries in it.
1: Yeah, I just find that weird, mate, because you take your battery pack, because you rely on your phone for business, so you've always... You take a battery pack when you go fishing. You never have to worry about replacement batteries for your head torch.
0: But what happens if it's out? I need to charge it and I need to wear it.
1: Mate, it will never happen, honestly. And the times it's run out at fishing, which is hardly ever, because the batteries last literally forever, mate. Um, you charge it up and say you charge it up for 10 minutes and then you get a take or whatever and you just unplug it and stick it on and it will last for sessions of like 10 minutes of charge honestly that might just be the one I've got I've got a a cheapy one it's not super bright like the new super bright head torches Um, it's pretty bright but yeah it takes very little time to charge and it'll last me I don't know countless nights at the moment it's been summertime. I've like I can't even remember the
0: last time I charged it up do you know what's instantaneous though go on changing the batteries It is, if you you carry spares, I guess, yeah. Yeah, carry spares, change them, jobs are good. Mm. Right, solved that then. Awesome. (laughs) What about you, mate? You got a little, uh, I'm sorry for springing this on you, but um, have you got a little essential bit of equipment or tackle or anything that you're particularly impressed with at the minute that you can think of? Honestly, I can't think of anything. Nothing new, anyway. Nothing I've got. Oh come on, it um, could be anything. Doesn't have to
1: be new. I, I haven't. Oh okay. Um, so I bought a viewing glass with inbuilt LED lights off of Wish.com, and yeah, it took about eight weeks or something ridiculous for it to arrive, uh, but it's amazing for the hook sharpening.
0: Hmm. So it's it's uh, like a magnifying glass with a light in it. Yeah, so little you can jeweler's check. eyepiece. Yeah. So you can check hook points.
1: Mm-hmm. It's got two different glasses with two different magnifications. I mean, the weaker one is plenty powerful enough to, to check your hook points. And the LED lights on it are superb, literally superb.
0: Very nice. Hmm. I've used the little jeweler's eye, but not with an LED. Um, I just thought that was a bit of a gimmick, to be honest. Oh, no, not
1: at all. No, really good. I even use it in daylight sometimes or, you know, if you like doing it in the house
0: and you've sort of like, you've not got good natural light. Mm. Um, yeah, it's perfect. Mm. I still can't do it. I, I still can't sharpen them as sharp as I want them to be. Um, yeah. I've got to say, I mean, when
1: you showed me those Kamakura hooks, yeah, I was lay off just like, I couldn't get a hook point probably sharper than that by hand.
0: You couldn't get anywhere close to it, I bet. Probably, Nate. They're just—they are—they are sharp, <laughs> just blisteringly sharp. And guess mm. what? Go on. Guess guess what? Well, you know, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of the quarter hooks. I love the the kamakuras because they're very sharp. But generally, I wouldn't use them because you know they've they open up. They're not the strongest. Um Don't really like the beak point either. But anyway. Um but they're bringing out the X version. So, you know, they do like wide gap X, long shank yeah, yeah. X. It's just their stepped up, stronger gauge mm-hmm. for, for for you know, Euro fishing. Um, they're bringing out those in the Kamakuras. You ah. heard it here first. So,
1: that'll be your go-to pattern then?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not official. They're not officially bringing it out. But, um, oh, yeah. So, I might be wrong, actually. They're definitely trialing it. No, that much. Hmm. Uh, So, yeah, that will be my go-to hook, mate, for sure. Um, And what I'll be honest, what I would like to see uh, is some other hook manufacturers adopting the same technology that Cordy used for the Kamakuras and just get some really, really sharp hooks because I just, I'm useless. I can sharpen a hook, but not to that standard or not to the standard that I want. Um, So for me, it's really worth it. And I think, you know... A, a, a blisteringly sharp hook is such a, a an important thing. It's a big edge, I hate that word, it's overused. But I really think it is, to the point where I'm actually using hooks that I don't, I wouldn't usually use that pattern. Like I don't really like beaked point hooks. Um, I like straight point hooks, but I'm using a beaked point just because it is so sharp. So uh, yeah, I'd like to see the likes of Nash bring out one in their fang twister. I do like that hook. Um, I don't think it's a gimmick. I love the fang twister, I love the pattern. Um but yeah, they just need to be sharper.
1: Have you seen that Nash like sharpening stone, it's like eighty quid or ninety quid or something, like the spinning wheel one?
0: Uh yeah, I know what you mean, yeah.
1: I saw one of those being used the other day. And so I've seen those and I was like, What a gimmick. But oh my god. It kind of made hook sharpening super easy. <laughs> Were, um, I wouldn't it... I wouldn't buy one. I don't think I could justify it, but
0: mm. Yeah, it was Is it, it works. Does it? Does it so so someone that's a bit cack handed like me, mm-hmm. would it be easier for me? Yeah, I think it would, mate. Could I could I use that and get it as sharp as the Kamakuras?
1: I don't know. I, I, no, probably not. I don't know. I don't know. Mate, the Kamakuras are incredibly sharp but they're too sharp almost kind of like for bottom bait rigs I just don't I don't bother with them now because um, I've reeled in quite a few times with a blunt hook turned over points um, and corrosion as well that you really need some Vaseline or they've brought out something haven't they for the corrosion I think They
0: yeah yeah oh, they have I ordered like, a of
1: yeah one a chuck they're literally like a hook a chuck I find
0: I think Jason Hayward has got some... Uh, I ordered some sharpened hooks from him and he, he chucked in this, like, Vaseline-type stuff. Mm-hmm. I think he's got some as well. I don't know what's wrong with Vaseline. I don't know why I don't just use that, to be honest with you. Uh, it is petroleum jelly, isn't it, Vaseline? So yeah, I believe there would be an element of water-soluble so detection going on, which would worry me, to be honest, particularly as it starts to get used a lot more. Yeah. Um, that would concern me uh yeah yeah it's funny isn't it we never used to uh worry about sharpen hooks back in the day you know it was if it was you know if it was remotely sharp it was good enough
1: literally like you told the tale when i caught the first 20 pounder yeah um on a blunt hook
0: yeah, you, you were new to fishing, weren't you? I was taking you out, cart fishing, sort of showing you the ropes. Uh, I was, yeah, I couldn't believe you chucked that rig back in. You're like, oh, it's fine. It pee- was. Pee, I, I remember
1: pee. it was peeing it down with rain. I was like, just chuck it in. I'm <laughs> going to get in the shelter. <laughs> and then it ripped off with, uh, yeah. Yeah. A sizable fish for us back in the day, wasn't it?
0: <laughs> it was Breaking time, records. <laughs> at the time, yeah, it really was. Mate. Yeah, it really was.
1: God, uh, if that happened to me, like the shoe was on the other foot today, I'd just be disappointed. <laughs> I'd just
0: be like, fuck, you know, fuck. Yeah, sake. for
1: sure. <laughs> you can't write it, can you?
0: No. What was that? i tell you what. um You messaged me earlier about that fish, shoulders. Mm. What was that about? I don't remember catching that.
1: Oh, mate. So this is on the the, the Weedy Lake, um, which we've discussed quite a few times. Yeah, mate, it was one of like the most sort of uh, I called it iconic, being daft in the messages earlier. But it was it was one of the sort of like the weird sort of like takeaways from that lake, mate. It was you caught a brace of two mirrors, and they were two of the like the most sort of sought after fish in the lake. I can't I don't remember. remember, mate. You no. caught you had two fish in the net at the same time. And it was two of like the really most sought after fish, both of which were soon removed. One of them got washed up on a beach in
0: Newquay. Can you remember that? I remember that, yeah. Um <clears throat> That wasn't the gardener, was it? No. No No no.
1: So yeah, so there was shoulders and it was like the one that got washed up, had like the big sort of apple slice scales, didn't it?
0: Yeah, two they were two of the biggest in the lake, right?
1: Yeah, they probably were. Yeah, two of the big mirrors. But they were a sought-after fish, mate, and the sh- the shoulders fish was the one I was really after. And then, unfortunately, it got moved um, before see, I ever got the chance to catch it.
0: Isn't it weird? I I have no recollection of that. I remember the fish. Yeah, I know what you were on about there. I have no recollection of that brace. Mm. Did I get? A, I, have I got a photo of that.
1: Yes, you you do. Yeah. Do I? Yeah, I wasn't there, mate.
0: But you 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 definitely had photos. You saw the photos, yeah? Oh shit, mate! I need to look them out, again, 'cause because, hmm, hmm, that's uh, it's sober's my my memory is so bad. I like there's a lot of there's probably a lot of real amazing times I've just forgotten, and uh, yeah, I just got really bad memory. It's not good, is it? Oh
1: no, no, <laughs> but yeah, that's what happens, isn't it? Things do get forgotten, mate.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I was pissed quite a lot of the time as well. Let's be honest.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, fair enough. Yeah, you messaged me earlier. I just wanted to ask you about it. That was all. Yeah, um, I just didn't know if you. I thought you, you'd remember the fish. You sent me an old newspaper clipping, didn't you? Uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Something by Jerry Savage was it? I
1: could, yeah, it was me. It was a. It's a friend of mine who I used to play rugby with. Yeah. Um, who's sort of re got back into his carping, I guess. What Jerry, Jerry Savage putting. Well, he's not Jerry Savage. <laughs>
0: That's what you're making it sound like.
1: <laughs> oh right, no, no, my mate's not Jerry Savage. Obviously Jer- weird. Jerry's
0: no yeah, he's no longer with us, so.
1: No. Yeah, thanks for that, Sam. And anyway, so yeah, he just put it up on Facebook and I recognised the fish mate, but he would have caught that like, a long time before you and I fished the lake. Um, yeah. And in the comments, he sort of mentioned about how he'd like to catch it again now, however many years later. It's like 20 years or something. Mm. So I probably should message him to see if he knows its location these days.
0: Yeah, if it's still alive. It's probably mm. dead. Probably long gone. Who knows? Who knows? Mm, I reckon. I mean, it's, it was obviously very old when back when we had it. Yeah. Had it. Oh, it was. I remember. Yeah. Yeah, we, mate. Again,
1: this fit. Uh, we spoke about this lake. We just didn't know the stock, did we? We did not know the stock. It was all new to us. And you caught that fish, and man, did I want a piece of that!
0: Um, that was beautiful, though. That that's that was the nice part of fishing back then. You know, yeah. it's not like oh yeah, lumpy's lumpy's just been out this way, and then you got drop scale, and then you got the big lin. It's just like the same fucking. Thing. Fish in different ponds, their same names. Yeah, There was none of that. We just didn't really know what was in there, but we just found out, you know, the the most exciting way, which is just to fucking fish from. Mm-hmm. I loved that, mate. I loved that. Yeah, that's missing,
1: hey, isn't it? Now, more oh. day fishing. It's hard to find anyway.
0: I, I'll be honest. This lake I'm going at now, I don't know that much about the stock. I know there's a few... They're not huge fish. You know, you're fishing for 30s, um, but uh, they're very pretty. But apart from that, that's pretty much all I know. Um, And I've kind of kept it that way. I'm quite unsociable. So, like, I don't really chat to people on the bank. I just kind of keep myself to myself. And I'm just a bit of a miserable old bastard these days, to be honest. So, uh, uh, but the added bonus of that is, like, I don't really hear about the stock. And and I kind of like that. That's kind of kinda of like yeah, that. Yeah.
1: Exactly the same with this place now that I've been sort of setting my sights on. Is there's sort of like probably fifteen fish in there maximum. And yeah, I don't know. I've seen photos of one of the fish. Uh which is a big common and the rest is a little bit of a mystery. I've got an idea of what's in there and you hear stories, etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Um but Yeah, it's kind of that has it's really doing it for me. And even if I I just if I catch one of them mate, I think it was just I'd be made up. I really really would be.
0: I I know what was in there um like 10 odd years ago, or whatever. Mhm. I know it was in there then. I don't know if it's changed much now. Um, yeah.
1: I think there's a few more fish in there now, but when I'm talking about a few more, we're talking like less than a handful. Mm, uh, mate yeah yeah it's, it's got me excited anyway
0: i'm excited for you i wish i was fishing it to be honest i'd like to go back there and uh yeah i'd like to go back there
1: <laughs> i can yeah. see you doing it
0: oh yeah especially if you start catching that's <laughs> you know what i'm like i'm like oh. <laughs> yeah be like,
1: no how dare he <laughs>
0: <laughs> not at all, mate. Not at all. No, you deserve it. You, I, uh, you, you'll, you'll do all right there, mate. You'll do well, I think. You'll, uh, you're a good angler. You hold your own,
1: mate. If I dedicate myself to it and um, really focus on it, and I've not had a place which really has my interest like this place, kind of has got me over the last few weeks. Mm. Um, I think, yeah, I could be sat on the banks for quite a while there and really, really zone into my fishing again which is exciting because I've really not had a feeling like this for years if I'm honest mm.
0: that is exciting and that is exactly what you needed wasn't it
1: mm. Mate, it's what? everything about it. I mean the lake's just beautiful I just
0: can't yeah it's lovely it's a stunning pit with some stunning old big fishing um, mm. the one I saw the other quiet... day just
1: jet black yeah
0: yeah, yeah. I can honestly see you catching one or two, and I'm just like, okay. <laughs> and me switching on it, I wouldn't do it because I don't feel that would be fair to you, just because not like just because <laughs> you'll sit. come down and haul. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean that. I meant it's just you know extra extra set of rods on the water, isn't it? But um, I didn't mean that at all, mate. But uh, yeah, I, I I would. I feel like I have unfinished business there, obviously um so yeah maybe maybe in the future i'll do it but it's it's nice to hear that you're excited mate because you you kind of felt like it felt it's felt like for a while you've just been fishing waters just to kind of tick them off the list just so you can get them over and done with is that is that fair
1: yeah yeah and if, mate i've just for a long time i've been fishing because i just love fishing and it's sort of like my it's my thing it's my little escape from life and i'm going fishing to go fishing do you know what i mean but I've not targeted something I've not had a little bit of fire in the belly um that this place sort of seems to seems to evoke, so yeah no I'm up for it mate
0: yeah are you, are you any idea how you're gonna start tackling it um yeah I've got
1: ideas. Mm. um <laughs> I do. yeah, to be honest with you, I've got a few areas of the lake that uh, it's little tiny swims, little sort of like pokey hole swims, and there's a few areas I'd probably try and fish. Um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I've got, I've got ideas in my head, but actually, do you know what? I've not ever not cast a line in there yet. I've not had a little plumb about. Um, things change rapidly, don't they?
0: They do. Yeah, yeah. You'll have to keep us updated on that. Mm. I'll be, I'll be interested to. Um to hear about it as well and see how you do yeah
1: i think one thing i'm gonna buy for there is an extra landing net
0: yeah yeah
1: i think so because i've only got one net at the moment and i think there's so many little swims sort of like dotted next to each other but you'd want your do you know i mean your net with your rod that kind of
0: it's essentially one swim but there'll be like a bush <laughs> in between and you need yeah. to, it's not that you're off your rods or anything like that. It's just No that, you know, yeah. But you
1: can have like yeah. a little snide rod in the little Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I think Yeah, I think two nets is is a good idea anyway. Just you never know, do you? No. Um you can always have your main net and then like a little two piece handle, smaller pack down net, can't you? Just in the side of your rod bag or whatever. Exactly, yeah doesn't take up much room does it
1: Mm. no that's it right we've been rounding this off for about 20 minutes now
0: yeah yeah we have we have let's leave it there Um, and yeah we'll save the rest for the for the next episode I wanted to talk to you about milk proteins and milk fractions Um, but I think that will be a good one for the next next episode perhaps we can do another bait episode you couldn't really call this one a bait episode could you It's been a bit more general. Uh, We'll just call this one the catch-up or something. And, uh, yeah, maybe we'll do another bait episode. I'd love to talk about milks with you because I know that's – you have used milks quite a bit in the past, haven't you? Yeah. Um, So we can, yeah, shoot the breeze on that. Awesome. Well, if you got this far, thanks ever so much for listening. Much appreciated. As we said before, if you can just take a moment out. And leave us a review on the Apple Podcast app. None of the other apps accept reviews, unfortunately. Um, but if you're listening on Apple, just, just go in and take 30 seconds to leave us a review. be much appreciated. And everyone that does leave a review, I'm sure that we'll be running a competition soon. Uh, and the competition won't be for the best review. It's just for, you know, a re- we'll pick whoever's reviewed at random and uh, you'll you'll win the prize. Um, I think that's probably what we'll do if we decide to do something else then we'll do some other kind of competition, but it would be nice to do something like that just to engage with our audience a little bit more and uh, give you guys some some freebies. I think it'll be nice, a nice gesture. Cool. Anything else you want to add to that, Pete?
1: No, no, we're all good. Oh, head over to the Facebook page and give it a like. <laughs> Slowly getting a bit more interest over there, but one day we'll catch up with your Instagram.
0: <laughs> all right cheers guys good night thanks ever so much for listening